In this episode, I review the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Split. This episode is spoiler-free. Enjoy. I'm gonna wish a happy birthday to the greatest mother on earth, her name is Vina Prashant, and she has always pushed me to do my best, and she has always cared for me more than anybody else, and I don't know what I would do without her. I love you, Mom. So I'm going to start off by reading the IMDb description of Split, which is basically just the summary of the movie, and it'll tell you everything you need to know before seeing the movie. Again, there's no spoilers. So when three girls are kidnapped by a man with 23 different personalities, they have to work out which one of the personalities will help them escape and which one of the personalities will try to stop them. James McAvoy produces a masterclass performance playing the psychotic kidnapper in 23 different roles. So this movie is based on the theme of split personalities. The crazy thing is that people actually have the disorder represented in the movie in real life, It's called Dissociative Identity Disorder. It was previously known as Multiple Personality Disorder. It's thought to be a complex psychological condition that is likely caused by many factors, including severe trauma during early childhood, usually extreme repetitive physical, sexual, or emotional abuse. This is according to WebMD.com. So the movie follows along with these lines actually really accurately. The body chemistry of someone who has the disorder can actually change in real life based on their thoughts. Director M. Night Shyamalan went with the approach of, what if somebody in real life had the disorder and felt like they had natural superpowers? Let's go way back to when the trailers came out. Remember, what I'm about to say comes from the trailers, so there are no spoilers involved. Three girls and a dad are walking out of a grocery store. They walk full of laughter and they walk towards and get into their car. The dad, who was putting the groceries away in the back, uh, turns around, and his face slowly turns from happy to confused. The girls are having fun and talking in the car when the strange man gets into the car. The main actress looks in the rear view of the window and sees broken eggs on the ground. She slowly turns her head to the left and sees a stranger. A girl in the back sees the stranger and tells him he's in the wrong car. The man then whips out a spray covers his mouth with a paper towel, and sprays all three of the girls, instantly, knocking them out. They wake up in what looks like an underground room. All three of the girls are locked in the room, and they can see a woman in a dress talking through the door. The girls yell for help, hoping that the woman will come and free them, and she slowly approaches the door. The girl falls back as the woman opens the door, and they are in shock when they see this woman is actually the man who had kidnapped them, in a dress. The girls later see the same man sitting in front of their door, but this time he is smiling and in a yellow and blue striped jacket. The boy says his name is Hedwig and that he is nine years old. He tells them someone is coming. He has done awful things to people and he will do awful things to you. I don't know how everybody wasn't either scared, creeped out, or dying to see it after the trailer. I was completely blown away, and I have never, ever, ever been more excited to see a movie. The part in the trailer where the main actress sees broken eggs on the ground and slowly turns around, and all of and the dad's reaction slowly changing, sent chills down my spine. And usually movie trailers don't do this to me. 
And the trailer summarized the premise so well while leaving so much for the viewers to see when they actually watch the movie for themselves. The main actress in this movie was really good, but James McAvoy was out of this world. And the um, supporting actresses, yeah, they were terrible. But it doesn't really take away much from the movie, and honestly, it didn't affect me. So the trailer left certain lines stuck in my head like, My name's Hedwig. I wear red socks. <laughs> well, that was a terrible impression. But other lines like, Sir, I think you have the wrong car. And he is not well. He listens to me. All these factors led to me seeing the movie the day after it came out. I showed my sister the trailer before we saw it, and she instantly fell in love with the idea. The same as me, and same with thousands of other people. Some websites said Split was a horror movie. Some websites said it was a drama or thriller. But in my opinion, Split wasn't as scary of a movie as it looked like. It has you covering your ear and your eyes at certain points, but sometimes it didn't handle much great and the scenes weren't actually that scary. But if you can handle suspense and thrill, then I think you'd love Split. If you've watched 10 Cloverfield Lane and really enjoyed it, then I think you like Split. Even if you didn't like 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think you'd enjoy Split. Because this movie is awesome. And unless, of course, you're like my mom <laughs> and can't really handle any suspense or thrill, then uh, I think you should see the movie. And although 10 Cloverfield Lane was rated much higher, according to Rotten Tomatoes, Split was much more of an entertaining overall movie. But this is just my opinion. And I didn't realize this when watching the movie, but it actually has many themes from a book called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. If you've read the book and you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. This movie is a complete mindbender. And if you're not good at understand movies, again, uh, like my mom, then you might not understand some deeper plot of the movie. But it's the kind of Inception type movie that leaves you asking a million questions after the movie ended. And I didn't expect that from the trailer, but that part actually made it much more enjoyable for me. I just feel that the world is running out of original movie ideas and is instead hammering out sequels and trequels, if that's a word. But I give this movie credit for coming up with an interesting idea that hasn't been used before. Good job, M. Night Shyamalan. Overall, this movie was amazing. And although the ending can be considered a little bit flat, it is a movie worth your money. And it feels like I'm saying this about every single movie, but in my opinion, this has been one of the best movies of the short 2017 so far, considering I've only seen three movies. But um, without a doubt, in the moment of certain scenes, Split was quite thrilling, but like I said earlier, the scenes didn't really hold much weight. And so I guess somebody could say that it was disappointing, but I love the fact that it's an original horror thriller movie, and I generally don't like watching horror movies, but I love this. Now I'm going to talk about James McAvoy, who plays Kevin, Wendell Crumb, and 23 different characters. Wow. 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 That's all I can say about him. Who knew after doing movies like X-Men, he could play off such an amazing role? Oh my god. In my dictionary of actors, he just went from good to great and beyond. He played off each individual personality better than anybody else could, and when the credits rolled, it was hilarious seeing his name under like 10 different characters. And I've run down the list of amazing actors. I've went through everybody, and none, nobody, 
could do what he did, as good as he did, without ruining the characters or without ruining the seriousness of the characters. He did an amazing job in transitioning between the characters. It also made me realize how much of acting is in the tone in your eyes and body position. And without James McAvoy, this would have been a terrible movie. He was easily the best part of it. M. Night Shyamalan, again, who is the director, was asked whether he thought about who would play the role in this movie. And he said, I do. As I'm writing it, I have these ideas in my head. For this one, the idea was moving as I was writing it. It's going one way, and as soon as I add, he has to crawl in walls, it becomes, wait, I can't see this person doing it. Or he has to play a little kid, and I went, that doesn't work with this person. On this particular movie, I had to throw it out, writing for a particular person. It started that way, but as soon as I got an idea in my head, I had to throw it out. Then, when I was done, I was like, who the heck would say yes to this? The actor that can do this needs to be world class, so we're already going to know them. They're grown men, and for this bandwidth, we know them. And Shyamalan also said he's the perfect foil for me. I'm super prescriptive, and I've never really had this, but I can imagine that it can be suffocating for someone who's used to being more extemporaneous. And he is that way, and we had the perfect marriage of the two. He didn't stray from a single line or word, but he's so physical an actor that he found amazing ways to be spontaneous and say things like, Asians people music aids digestion over a shoulder. When we found that common ground that we could ignite when Hedwig had a slight lisp and Patricia was British, he's such a physical actor and that stage training is a big deal. I hold stage actors as the highest form of acting for me, and that's the pinnacle. The crazy part is that James McAvoy's character has already been written for 15 years. What I mean by that is that M. Night Shyamalan had written this idea 15 years ago, but hadn't put it to action, and it's actually his longest-running idea. And M. Night originally wanted to cast an actor named Joaquin Phoenix, but Joaquin ended up being unavailable, but James McAvoy was actually unavailable at the time as well. But then, a movie James was working on was cancelled, and so he became available. And that is how they got James as their actor. But I can't imagine a guy named Joaquin Phoenix, who I had never heard of before, I can't imagine him having a fraction of the kind of performance that James McAvoy had. It shows how rare and amazing of an actor he is. And he said himself he couldn't treat it like somebody with a disorder. He said he had to treat it like he was a different person within each personality. And James McAvoy has played heroes and villains before, of course, And it's cool how he enjoys playing the villain more than a hero, as he had said in an interview. And all of the actors in this movie fell in love with the idea of the script and their characters after reading the script. And that really allowed them to thrive in their roles. M. Night is already getting accused for exploiting the disorder. He's getting criticized for turning a very real condition into a horror film. But as a viewer, it didn't really affect me. I don't care. I want to watch a good movie. And I got a good movie. M. Night Shyamalan's career has been a roller coaster of ups and downs, but his career had been really disappointing and mediocre. After After Earth, Last Airbender, both of them didn't really help his resume. Only 6% of The Last Airbender was made back. 6%. His career was at such a low that studios even stopped using his name to try to sell movies. He was once considered up there with Steven Spielberg after The Sixth Sense. The bar was so high that he hadn't been able to reach it since then. And it was one of the biggest box office hits of all time within the genre. 
He was both the producer and director of this movie, like I've said, and he paid for its $10 million budget, which is very low for a movie, so that he could have full creative control. And it's already made $40 million, and I find it crazy how they've already made $30 million profit after just one weekend. He said in an interview that he had written out most of the story a long time ago, but he hadn't used his ideas, including multiple scenes with Hedwig and Patricia. And he said, the minute I say, oh, I'll never make a big budget movie, tomorrow I'm making Star Wars, Rogue 2 by M. Night Shyamalan. And he's really enjoying himself, he says, even if it's in my own head. And it just might be in my own head. The feeling of freedom, the feeling I can do anything I want, and the feeling that I can be as quirky or irrelevant as my imagination. He is genuinely proud of his work with Split, and honestly, if I were him, I would be too. But now he is on the uprise with movies like The Visit and Split, and I'm really proud of him. (laughs) And the movie had me right from the trailers itself, and the movie followed through really well. Some people might consider it flat, but because of all the factors I've talked about, this movie gets a zombie score of 8.5 out of 10. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you left an honest review and subscribed. Once again, happy birthday, Mom. I love you. (laughs) 